Hey Miami, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. My name is Manny Garavito. I go live every day-ish and say what's up to the people of Miami. Thank you all for joining me once again. Happy Thursday. The weekend is right around the corner. And so I just want to celebrate with you all for another uh, Thursday here. And today's announcement is tonight's comedy show will be happening over at the One on Sunset in Coral Gable. So if you're looking for a comedy show, if you're looking for a dinner date, if you're looking to take someone special out, if you're looking to get some beers, if you want some wine, you want some liquor, they've got it all. Uh, but I do highly recommend the food they've got. They're absolutely delicious. It's called The One on Sunset, and tonight's comedy show will be at 9 o'clock. So make sure you make your reservations by visiting MiamiComedy.com. All right, let's get down to it. Guys, I'm a model now. Now, I don't want to brag. I don't want you guys to think that you know I'm being boastful about how great my photos came out. But I can't help it. I mean, I put on some Miami comedy merch and I started walking around in public and I, I felt it I felt it rising in me. I felt like I was better than everybody. It's weird. You know? I, I kinda understand models now. You go out in public and then there's someone taking photos of you and then you just start looking around, people start honking at you. People look and stare, and you don't even feel ashamed. You're just like, Yeah, I look great. I'm representing my brand. People are seeing me represent my brand. These photos are amazing. All of a sudden, my swagger went through the roof. And then I posted one photo on Instagram today, and I told myself I should have been a model all along. (laughs) Is that really what goes through the minds of people when they post one good photo on Instagram and they get all that love? Oh, my God, Manny, you look absolutely amazing. Oh, look, I can pin. Oh, cool. I can now pin merch on the live streams. Oh, every single day. We just get more and more official here on MiamiComedy.com. All right, we got a lot of people on the chat. What's going on, everybody? Shout out to Otwat, Caitlin, JM, Plea, Jordan, Paul, Pretty Ass. (laughs) Some of your Instagram usernames, I'm telling you. Not creative at all. Dumb Monkey, (laughs) T-Max. All right, welcome to the chat, everybody. Uh, yeah, so this is the Miami Comedy Podcast. I see some new names, so just to let you guys know, I go live every day-ish to say what's up to you all and just to connect with the people of Miami to let you know where the comedy shows are. But I also want to start showing off that I'm handsome, I'm sexy, and whenever I step out in public with a photographer, automatically I'm better than you. Okay, I can't help it. So here's what I've learned being a model for the last 48 hours. (laughs) Uh, Number one, let your ego get to you. The only way you're going to look good modeling is if you you make it get to your head. Get as swollen as you want in the head when it comes to modeling because you've got a lot of audacity being a model in the first place. So more power to you. Go out there, look people in the eye, and don't say it out loud, but just think it like I'm better than you. Because I look good, I feel good, I smell good, and I make love good. (laughs) Put it on the chat if you know who said that. Um, So I went over to Wynwood, I went over to Brickell, and I went over to the Miami Design District. So I'll give you guys a tip or a piece of advice when it comes to um, 
quote unquote modeling. Look for colors that, and this is this is something that I came across on my own. If you look for colors in your environment that match what you're wearing, it makes the photo better. Now, I didn't take any classes for modeling. I didn't, I just figured act natural, that's number one, and you've got to have a good pose. Because, see, the thing is, I'm the kind of guy that when I take a photo regularly, I do the dorky smile because it's who I am. As a person, I just smile. Someone's like, hey, Manny, I'm going to take a photo of you, and then you, you just stand, you're like, Right, so I want you, if you're watching the live stream, I want you to look at my face while I'm smiling as if you were taking a photo of me. And you just, you see, that this is who I am as a person. This is, like, I feel comfortable smiling like that and posing like that with my arms to the side to the camera. Like, I'm happy to be taking this photo for you, right? This is gonna, I'm gonna get tagged and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna feel amazing about this pic. And then when the photo comes out, you're just like, I look that dorky? Do I really look like like just some guy like, I want to smile for the camera, right? That's really how I feel inside. Like, I feel comfortable, but then when I see the photos, it's like, this is terrible. So when I went out to go model these, uh, these shirts for Miami Comedy, I guess the most important thing you could do is optimize that one moment where you look incredible. Just that one moment, the essence of who you are as a person can be amplified by someone taking a step or someone reaching for their glasses and never look at the camera. Apparently, that's not, that's not a good idea. Looking at the camera is never a good idea because that means you're aware of someone that's lesser than you. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to clarify. I'm being facetious here, okay? But let's, let's roll with this. You can't really look at the camera while you're posing because what, what, what you end up doing is you start, uh, you're, you're making the pose, you're, you're becoming aware of the pose you're doing. So if you're not aware of the pose you're doing, it comes off more natural. So if I'm looking at the camera and I've got the half step going and I'm reaching for my sunglasses and I'm looking at the camera, it almost seems like you're just forcing it. You're just like, yeah, man, this is going to be a great shot right here. If instead you look away and you look unbothered, it almost seems as if the photographer captured a slight moment of absolute beauty or handsomeness or whatever. And so that's one thing that I naturally inclined to when I started posing for these photos for the shirt. I just started acting as if I was better than everyone around me. I started acting like an egocentric person. And I started feeling a sense of confidence, like blind confidence. Everyone was watching. Some people even recognized me. Shout out to all the people that recognized me. I was actually in a restaurant and a waiter came up. It's like, hey, look, I'm sorry, man. You know, the kitchen is closed. We, we closed the kitchen early today. We weren't expecting so many people to arrive. And unfortunately, we can't serve you any food. And then, you know, something inside that that hanger started rising up. I was like, what do you mean you closed the kitchen early? Do you know who I am? But I didn't say that. I said, it's all good. Thanks a lot, man. And uh, I appreciate you coming by and saying hi anyway. And then he gets, he gets the menu from the table. And then he goes, I'm a big fan, by the way. And I'm like, thank God I didn't get hangry at you. <laughs> 
And this guy really made my day to be recognized in public by my own waiter. And you know you've got to be on your best behavior. That's the thing about getting people to recognize you in public. You've got to be on your best behavior because the person is looking at your content and the last thing you want to be remembered by is like, yeah, I served this guy at my restaurant. This guy is an asshole. So shout out to the restaurant guy over in Coral Gables. You know who you are. Thank you. For your hospitality, even though your kitchen was closed so early. How could somebody get dinner when you're closing the kitchen early? Yeah, I had to get it out of my chest. All right. Second thing I learned, modeling and trying on some shirts. Um, the, the backgrounds you get is probably more important than the, the shirts you're wearing or the fashion you have. Because if you're in, if your background or your or your scene, or your th- or your theme or your setting or whatever is not complementing what you're wearing, it almost makes the photo dull. So what's and one thing I've learned about Winwood that made me appreciate Winwood a lot more is as as you walk around holding the camera and you're looking for the right angles, colors kind of start popping out, and then you look at what you're wearing. And then colors kind of make more sense to, to use as the backdrop. So, ladies, I understand what you're doing now. Because I always wonder, it's like, why do women always go to, like, murals and take photos? It's like, do you want the art piece to take over the shot? I never understood it until I actually tried doing it. And um, so, but there's a, there's a certain kind of, like, balance of colors that you've got to be very aware of. Because if you have, let's say, a white shirt and you've got, like, a loud background, it'll probably make your white shirt pop out more. But if you, get, if you have on a white shirt and you've got, like, a pastel one, it'll, you'll mesh into the background a little bit more. And what's even more important is to consider what's past the, the background. Like, if you, if you look past the background and then you see shapes on the wall or a tree or there, like what I saw was a garbage bin in the shape of an ice cream cone, and there was also a butt, like, painted on some wall, adjacent to the wall I was in. And then all of a sudden, when you take the photo and then you capture that backdrop with the wall you're in, it makes the photo like, like an art piece almost because you've got circles on the floor, you've got an ice cream cone in the background, you've got a booty over here, and then you've got the pastels over here. So it's like half pastel plus abstract plus a butt. And then some guy reaching for his sunglasses. So I learned a lot trying to be a a model for the last 48 hours. And I'm available to wear your clothes. My rates are pretty expensive now that I've realized that I'm so good looking. But do DM me if you want my rates. I'll be more than happy to provide them to you. Okay, I also have to provide the apparel and make sure that it goes great with my complexion. Okay, because my brand and my looks are very important to me. I want an all-vegan meal laid out on a tray with nothing but Essentia water bottles. All right, I will not drink anything other than Essentia. Please don't make it weird. (laughs) Uh, what's What's up with the chat today? It's lit. Everybody's joining in. Oh, so what? Instagram only promotes when I promote a, a, a product? That's what's up, man. Uh, Target. <laughs> what up, Vikes? 
Yeah, and you know what? I felt tall taking those photos. Oh, yeah, third thing I learned, modeling. Uh, you guys have heard of the word the metaverse being thrown around? Okay, you guys heard about augmented reality and virtual reality and all that stuff? Well, it's very true. We are, you know what it is? Social media is augmented reality. That's the third thing I learned being a model for the last 48 hours. Uh, prepare to be catfished in the metaverse. That's number one. Okay, everyone's getting catfished in the metaverse, period. You're gonna, the only way you're going to know how a person looks uh, is if they turn on the front-facing camera, and even then the filters will probably throw you off. But we live in an augmented reality. It's happening right now on social media because you can alter a photo. You can pose correctly for the way that you want to come off. You can get the background you want. It's very cal- augmented reality is a very calculating thing. Okay, so you can use that to your advantage. You can calculate how you want a particular photo to be. But in order for you to be good at augmented reality, you have to be very creative and you have to have a very critical eye. I didn't know I had it in me, to be honest with you. Uh, as I was walking around, I kind of just started getting ideas as I was looking at the colors and, and, and the, the themes. And I, I felt like kind of like I was a director, like I was going like this and like watching things. And I'm like right there next to that tree. Do you see the way the bark is a little chipped to the right? If I stand underneath that chipped bark with the yellow background and then you just have the angle like that. Like I was, I was actually looking at, at like potential photos like that. And then when I took the photo, I'm like, I'm a natural. This is amazing. All right. So what I learned is augmented reality can be used to your benefit. And here's how you, here's how you do it. Um, if you want to make an augmented reality for your social media presence, here's how, here's how, here's a couple of things you should learn, uh, based on my experience that I'll give you as advice. All right. I'm going to lay out my secrets here on some of the thought processes. So the number one thing is, you know how like a director does this and like tries to capture the shot when you pose for a photo and let's say you're in a setting Try to capture as much things that can fall in place within that shot that complement each other. Okay? And sometimes you got to consider, you know how like when you edit a photo, you look at things like highlight, brightness, contrast, and all that kind of stuff? You can do that in real time by getting elements in the background. So let's say, for example, if you look at a shot and in your mind you see a tree and then, so I'll give you a preview of one of the photos that I got coming out. All right, so there's a, a yellow wall in the Miami Design District. And then there's a tree, and the tree has a very flat base. And then there's a black chair. So the tree, in contrast with the wall, is black. And then the chair next to the tree is black. So immediately the tree complements the chair because of the yellow background. If you're very critical and, and you have a creative eye to see these things in a shot, when you take the shot, it just complements everything in it. Everything within the shot complements each other, and then it just makes you as the, the person taking the photo stand out. All right, but you have to, um, you got to have that awareness of seeing like a square in front of you or a rectangle or however, 
or a portrait, whatever you want to see, whatever dimension you'd rather take the photo for his stories, landscape or whatever. Uh, and then based what falls into that square, and let's say you're in the middle of it, what falls into that square uh, will make or break your photo. Okay. Uh, I've taken a lot of photos yesterday while I was walking around in um, the design district where the patterns in the background just looks like whatever. Oh, there's a car parked over here. Uh, I, I took a photo of some girl at, uh, she was kind enough to model my shirt at the Dom's uh, Brickle show. And then somebody was just like sitting on the table with like her ass out. She was obviously trying to get someone's attention, but she's just big old ass in the background. And then this girl's just like, you know, all cute, trying to take the photo with the shirt on. And I'm just looking at this like, can this girl, hey, girl with the fat ass, can you tuck that in a little bit? You're ruining my shot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, when you, uh, when you consider augmented reality, the more things fa that fall into the shot that complement each other, it's almost like playing, um, you guys ever gotten like as a kid, those little workbooks that you start connecting the dots. And then when you connect the dots, it makes a... Uh, an image, right? It's almost like that. Like if you get a shot and if you can connect a lot of things within the shot, it makes the image a lot better. There you go. That's the best way I can explain uh, my thought processes as I was uh, modeling yesterday. I'm really excited though. Instagram just recently allowed me to start putting on some uh, products and it took me about three hours to figure it out because, you know, social media, man, I'm not, I'm not really techie. I mean, I can involve myself in technology, but to play ball with Instagram and Facebook, sometimes it's like you got to go over here and then you got to verify this then you got to do this and then you got to do that. And then you're just thinking, it's like, can I just put on a T-shirt to sell? And then after you do all the things and they make you run around in circles, it's like you've been approved to sell on Instagram shopping. Finally, you know, it's two in the morning. I'm tired. And uh, whatever. I'm glad I got it out of the way. So. If you guys aren't aware of this project that I started here with Miami Comedy, what I'm trying to do is I am bringing together the comedy community for those that love to go out to comedy shows, likes to go out on events, likes to, you know, experience a good joke, whether it be local, whether it be uh, something in the news or whatever. Uh, MiamiComedy.com has been around since 2014, and now it's 2022. You know, the pandemic is slowly dying off. And now we're going out to watch shows. And then the project has been getting better and better throughout the years. So if you guys want to be a part of this project, I started an NFT uh, design. Well, this is our second one. And they are out there. They're in the blockchain. Eventually, they'll be uh, sold to the public if any art collectors want to get these NFTs. But for now, us people, the regulars that don't have NFT collections... Uh, we are just getting these uh, T-shirts. And what these T-shirts do is they commemorate a certain year of Miami Comedy and the project that we've been trying to get started since 2014. Miami Comedy has been working in phases, and I figured, you know, it'd be really cool if you owned a piece of that history or phase or whatever uh, through a shirt. So every time we sell out, we have exactly 144 shirts. I sold a couple of them already. I sold a good 30 or so. Uh, thank you to everybody that did get those. I'm still getting orders through Shopify, so that's pretty exciting. This is a whole new era. I've never really experienced anything like this where I put something for sale and people are buying it. Like Usually it's like friends and family. Maybe someone at a show buys the shirt, and you know over time 
a good amount of time it gets sold out, like the last few that I printed. But now that the website is getting some traction, the shows are getting better, and we're building a really cool community around comedy, these shirts just keep selling. And I'm just going online, and it's a brand new order, so thank you. I feel like I've gone in a whole new phase in my business, and I couldn't have done it if it wasn't for the comedy community. So I want to thank everybody out there for uh, making this project such a success so quickly. I, I just can't thank you enough. This is amazing. This is something that I've dreamed about in 2014, and now that it's like you can see it happening in real time, it's like, oh, my God, it's happening so fast. I can't handle it. You know? <laughs> um, so we got it in black, all right, and we got them in white, which were two colors that were recommended when we did the polls. I'm already looking at hats and then once this design gets sold out, we're then going to go for the third NFT design. And then, you know, um, NFTs aren't real. Well, it depends on what is, what is reality. I actually like this comment. I can riff on this. Uh, let me see. I'm, I can't find it. You make an excellent model. Thank you, Kirby Ninja. Um, here we are. Smash Mouse, Smash Mouse says NFTs aren't real. Well, let me ask you a question, Smash Mouse. What is real? Huh? What is reality, man? Huh? Is it something that he or she says? Does God know what reality is? Do you know what reality is? It's all in your mind, man. <laughs> reality is subjective, man. You never tripped out? You never taken substances that made you question your reality, Smash Mouse? Huh? You never seen the 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 new Spider-Man movie when they start talking about like which re, which universe is the real one? Um no, the reason why NFTs are considered a value. All right, you know what? I'm glad you brought this up. I can I can do this. Okay. So, why are NFTs a thing? Why are NFTs a thing? Well, you know, people to understand NFTs initially, they think about baseball cards or they think about Pokemon cards or collectibles where you get something, there's only a finite amount and you're one of them. And then someone else or a group of people see that one thing out of the few as a valuable thing because there's only one or, or whatever amount available. And the way NFTs work is you're, you're communicating value through a symbol or an art piece in this case, all right? And it all depends on what that symbol represents to people, okay? So, you know, like imagine something ubiquitous yet valuable as the phrase live, laugh, love. How many houses have you been to that says live, laugh, love? Who came up with live, laugh, love? Well, whoever came up with it probably didn't trademark it, and then now people adhere to the message, live, laugh, love, and they're printing it on shirts and they're printing it on frames and they're putting it on, on blocks of wood when you go to someone's bathroom to be reminded of live, laugh, love or whatever. There's certain symbols or certain messages that communicate a vast or a small or a complex thing and it just catches on, kind of like a meme. But then how do you own the meme or how do you own the message? All right, that's what an NFT does. Out of, and that's just one of the many things it does, you know. Uh, if you're able to capture the value in the digital world of the blockchain 
and then no one else can say they claim it because you have it time-stamped on a digital platform that supposedly cannot be hacked and lives in perpetuity online forever. You are the sole owner of the message or the symbol or the art piece. That's what makes an NFT an NFT. You say, I made this, I claim it online, and then, and then I'm going to do something with this based on whatever you want it to do. You know, the, the board yacht club, the board monkey yacht club is people that can go in to a, a private yacht party if you have the, the little monkey ID or, or avatar or whatever. I can now go to a private party because I own this NFT. No one else can duplicate this NFT. It's in my wallet. It has a particular code. Now I can go in there and be a part of this orgy. <laughs> I can now be a part of this celebrity orgy. I'm in the board yacht club. All right. So uh, that's the reason why you can't buy the Miami Comedy NFT just yet because they're not out. They're not publicly for sale. But I also have to figure out what would be the design. Uh, I mean, what would be the function of the design itself? Maybe in the future, as the business continues to grow. One of the things I was considering is every person that owns a Miami comedy NFT can then go to a private uh, comedy show with a high-end celebrity. Hopefully we get to that level, you know. Hey, everybody. Kevin Hart is coming to Miami, but the only way you can watch the show is if you've got a Miami comedy NFT. Well, I got the shirt. That ain't the same thing. You got to get the real deal, the thing online. But it ain't real. What is real, man? oh man um so yeah that's what an nft is in a nutshell guys uh and it it could do a lot of other things erc721 there you go the same guy that wrote what what is (laughs) nfts aren't real knows erc721 yeah the contracting uh code on the ethereum platform there you go now you're getting it what makes you the owner of your car a title a piece of paper is that real Am I really the owner with this car title? It's the same thing. Us as human beings, we put things of value, and then it's just what it is. All right? There you go. All right. We made today's episode about modeling and NFTs and the blockchain. I feel like we're so futuristic, guys. This podcast is just all over the place. I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, That looks like it's it. Uh, You just talked me out of buying the (laughs) T-shirt. Well, then don't get it, Vikes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get sold out. You don't need one. All right? But other people do. Because other people believe in this project. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, guys. On today's episode, since we're talking about this. Um, eventually, what I'll end up doing. Keep going. I just got here. <laughs> What's up, Mario Ramil? Hey, shout out to Mario Ramil for, uh, for touring. Uh, I met Vitalik. Check my IG. I will. All right. Send me a DM, Smash Mouse. Uh, shout out to Mario Ramil for taking me out on uh, the Tampa show over at the, at the uh, Tampa Improv there. That's where I got that footage of uh, Miami and big asses. Uh, if it wasn't for Mario Ramil, I wouldn't have gotten that footage. So thank you. And thanks to the Silver Fox, his brother, for giving me the recording. All right. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, so here's one of the big projects I plan on doing with the NFTs in the future. Um, I've always liked art. I'm sure a lot of people love art, right, one way or another. You, you like art whether you, whether you say you do or you don't. There's something that someone made that you enjoy. Do you enjoy art? You know, I'm not really fond of it. Then what do you call this? 
Uh, that's a Flanagan's cup. Somebody drew Flanagan's face on the cup. This is art. Why doesn't anyone NFT the Flanagan logo? Somebody go out there and NFT that thing so I can put it on shirts. It's going to be me. Um, all right. What I want to do is I want to make a collection of these Miami comedy NFTs and not just of the Flamingo, but maybe some other kind of uh, designs or arts that I can buy from actual artists that can design these things. Maybe get like a theme going. And I would like to start a museum here in Miami, uh, just a pop-up one. You know, I'm not going to own an entire building and put these things up. Um, But maybe during Art Basel, it would be very cool if there was some sort of art exhibition in Miami from the history of art or the history of Miami comedy, uh, that kind of thing. I think that would be a very interesting project. I did this before. Uh, I did it once. I think it was back in 2016 or 2015, one of those two. Over at Shots in Wynwood, I did an event called Laugh My Art Off. L-M-F-A-O. Oh, man, you're so creative. I know. It's the marijuana. Happy belated 420, by the way, everyone. I was over at uh, Shots in Wynwood back in 2015, and I collaborated with a lot of artists, and they drew or created some sort of artistic... Uh, celebration of comedy. We had wood burners that drew like Patrice O'Neill with a quote. We had Render Ryder, which is a very well-known Miami artist here, and he did a, a Jerry Seinfeld piece. Uh, there was a lot of people that put a lot of these art pieces up. I think some of them sold. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was a good success. The only problem is I never followed up and did it again. It was a lot of work for a one-day thing. So eventually... I think what will end up happening with the NFTs and the art pieces and all that stuff is I would rent out a gallery in the future and then start this artistic celebration of comedy. So there you go. I let you guys in on a little secret on what I plan on doing with this project in the near future, hopefully sooner than later. Um, You know, stuff like this takes a lot of work, but when it's done, you look back and you're just like, I spent a lot of money, <laughs> but I love it. Uh, Curry Ninja says, if you do that again, I would love to send some stuff in. Oh, yeah, if you're an artist, Curvy Ninja, sure, I'd love to feature some stuff. Uh, you let me know what medium you use. What medium do you use for your art? All right, everybody. Uh, my throat is running dry, and I got to go do a show. I want to thank you all for tuning in. This was a very interesting episode over for the Miami Comedy Podcast. A lot of people came in. I've never seen that before. I've never seen these numbers before. This is crazy. Um, if you guys want to get your shirt, visit MiamiComedy.com slash shop. They're also available uh, here on Instagram now that I've got the shop going. And these are limited edition once again. 144 shirts minus about 30. So maybe like 100 and 114 shirts left. The ones that are selling out fast are medium black. Medium black, I'm only, I'm only down to four. All right, but the others I have plenty. So if you guys want to get yours before they run out, which they will, all right? Not like Vikes, who says he doesn't need one. I don't need you, Vikes. What do you think about that? Huh? Please get a shirt. <laughs> I want to work on the third project already. 
Uh, tonight's show will be over at the One on Sunset Restaurant in Coral Gables. That show is at 9 o'clock. We've got food, we've got drinks, and we've got socializing there. We've got a great lineup, mostly from Broward, coming down to Miami. I love working with the Broward comics. Get your tickets, MiamiComedy.com. I'll see you guys on the next episode. That's my cue. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great Thursday, y'all. Bye.